Well, good evening, everybody. Uh, hopefully everyone can hear me fine. Yeah, this week we got uh, drifting starting up tomorrow. So been a couple of busy days, but uh, it's been going really good. So we're stoked for that. Um, waiting for Tony here to jump in quick and then we will get going on it. Have some uh, things to talk about, just basically getting ready for drift events. Uh, I thought we'd just not have a guest tonight and sort of just chat about some of those things and uh, what you need to bring to the track. Uh, some of the different uh, ideas that we got going into that. So I'm going to let Tony jump in here and we'll uh, discuss that. But hey, while we're waiting for Tony to jump in, give a shout out to Yellow Speed Racing. Uh, absolutely impressed with the quality of these. We picked these up today. Uh, really stoked for that. Um, Preset. That was probably my biggest thing. I had these out and uh, the old ones, and these were within a millimeter of the actual ride height that it was already running. So that was already preset, pretty stoked on that. So everybody wants to uh, jump on those, make sure you head over to Yellow Speed Racing. Let them know that Sean from Spec D sent you and they will hook you up with the discount. So that's good to go. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing pretty good. Figuring you weren't really giving me that great of an intro. It's obviously about the coilovers. I was confused, though. I was like, oh, you're saying so nice things. Uh, sorry, you get business casual, Tony. I was uh, rushing home from work, but also excited to take a package for my own car. So playing playing with car parts and work clothes. Whoops, but it happens. That's How the we best do it? way. Excellent. That's excellent. right. Hey, so since we do uh, throw this up on the podcast, we better introduce ourselves and do a little bit about what we're doing. I'll let you start and then I'll introduce myself so that people that are listening without the video get a better idea of who we are, what we're doing. Yeah, definitely. So my name is Tony Koch, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I do a little bit of everything up here in the uh, Spec D and Alberta drift scene. I am both a photographer, driver, MC, uh, sub event coordinator, pylon picker upper, driver trainer, list goes on and on. Uh, drifting started as a hobby, quickly consumed my life. Uh, can't really see a day without it, honestly. And uh, I guess to the new edition of roles, I am one part of the uh, regular guest appearances here on the uh, Spec D podcast with, of course, Mr. Sean Hardham. All right. And again, yeah, I'm Sean Hardham. I uh, run this series. So that basically means that I do get to do the same things that Tony does, uh, pick up pylons and spend a ton of time Raking gravel traps, uh, sweeping the track, cleaning oil spills. Uh, that's, that's the majority of my time is doing that, but we do it because we love it. We enjoy uh, seeing people smile, which brings us to, we kick off drifting here tomorrow out at Rat Torque Raceway, 4.30 gates open for drivers, five o'clock for spectators. It's 50 bucks to drive until it gets dark or we've just had enough of oil spills and uh, tire debris and burnout or whatever it is heat stroke maybe tomorrow yep. um ten dollars to come and watch all night we got food truck out there uh coming probably within the next two weeks a new set of stands is going to be out there to help with uh, spectator viewing really stoked on that huge shout out to rad torque raceway basically the home of alberta drifting for years and years and years so i mean we're going into another year with them and it can't be a better relationship and working relationship with them so I thought tonight, no guest, we figured we'd just talk a little bit about, hey, the go-to stuff, about what you should bring to the track and how to be prepared for a track day. Thursday night open drift, and then we'll talk about grassroots, and then we'll talk about even the pro. So we'll kick yeah. it off to you. I mean, we all started there 
entire Thursday night open drift is just a, it's a staple for the Alberta drift scene. What yep. is it that you bring? What is a must that you need to bring and what should you leave at home? So I think uh, really quick, this will be 13th year. I think myself coming up to the track and I wanted to give a shout out to Rad Torque Raceway. I think it's really cool to see uh, drifting featured on like the actual track merch there. Uh, it should show you like how far it has come. Uh, so I think that's really cool, really cool, significant, cool thing to highlight. Um, but yeah, like a Thursday night survival guide, we'll call it. Uh, number one, obviously, uh, you need to bring uh, spare tires. Usually a good set uh, would probably do. I've seen guys roast anywhere. I mean, me personally, I've even gone through two sets too. Uh, so extra set of tires, that really helps. So you're not afraid to, you know, use a tire, anything like that. But uh, first and foremost, very important bring a jack, bring stands. Don't be the guy that's, you know, hey, I need to borrow your jack. Hey, man, you got a jack? Bring your own jack. Uh, you'll meet friends with a jack. It's the easiest way to meet friends drifting. Um, but jack, I'd say any kind of, um, what you call it, hand impact for taking off lug nuts and stuff like that. Spare set of tires. Good set of tools, you know. And, uh, hey, good top tip, too. Uh, sort your toolboxes out tonight. Don't uh, pick, pick up and bring last year's mess with you. Sort it all out before you go to, uh, tomorrow. You'll have a way better time, I promise. Um, so I say, yeah, top five things. Spare set of tires, jack and stands, uh, you know, tools, uh, lug nut remover, and water. Bring water. It is going to be hot tomorrow. That pad gets super, super hot. If it's about, like, 30 tomorrow, guarantee it's probably about 40, closer to that when you're in the middle of the pad. Uh, so bring water for you and your car. It's probably going to overheat. You're definitely going to overheat. So bring water. Mm -hmm. One more time. Bring water. <laughs> awesome. All right. So I'll, I'll go through a little bit more on uh, add on that. Come with your tank full of fuel. Seen a lot of guys that uh, ha have to leave the track because they didn't bring enough fuel or they came. Thought that they had a jerry can show up and then they it easily can turn into a good half an hour to 45 minutes uh, turnaround where you lose that time on track. Bring fuel. Uh, make sure your car's full of fuel. Obviously, yeah, DOT helmet for you and the passenger. Uh, number one thing that actually fails tech. Guys ask me all the time. They email the page, um, sort of asking what it is for tech. Really simple, basic stuff for the grassroots or open drift. Um, number one, no leaks. So if your car is prone to uh, leak oil, have a little bit of sweaty uh, round seals or or you drip it, take it to the car wash, wash off that engine bay, get underneath, clean it up. Uh, that'll actually solve quite a bit because as you're pushing the car, you get a lot of drip on the track and especially where we where we line up. And that's the number one thing that get, makes you lose track time is if you're leaving drips of oil behind, we pull you off the track, get you to go get some brake clean, clean it off, show that you can line up without leaving little drips. So that's number one uh, thing that, that fails is uh, the engine bay caked in oil. Uh, positive battery terminal, no matter where it is on your car, unless it's in a box, uh, make sure that positive terminal is taped up, covered. Uh, you can get the terminal covers at Princess Auto for like a buck 99 and you're good to go. Basically, anything can happen where that battery comes loose, um, contacts a fender, contacts a hood, and it can start a fire. And fire is the worst thing that we got out there and the big concern for us, for your safety and ours. We don't want to be putting fires out of the track. Uh, that being said, a good fire extinguisher or, hey, hit us up. Element uh, fire sticks are great. 
they uh, they work amazing and uh, easy, light, you know, no maintenance at all. They just, just throw into your glove compartment, whatever. And make sure your car's clean. Nothing on the inside, nothing banging around in the in the trunk, in the uh, passenger area or anything like that. Um, we see a lot of guys bring a, a lot of stuff. And what I always say, if really you don't think it's something that you want to tackle fixing uh, on your own at the track, you're only spent really 50 bucks to be there. Uh, we're not changing a bunch of things at the track. So you don't have to bring a bunch of spare parts or anything like that. It's just basically enough so that you can change your tires, fix anything minor, and then, you know, make it so you're safely home. Uh, one thing that I found lately, I'll give a shout out to Milwaukee uh, Tools, their packout system. Now they have the packout system is organized with metric tools. You can get a full set of metric hand wrenches, you get a set of sockets, uh, three eighths to uh, whatever size drive you want. It all comes packed in the packout where it's a closed thing. You can tip the thing upside down. All the tools stay exactly where they're supposed to be. They all got their own spot. Really nice stuff. And uh, I picked up a set for myself. They're really good. And uh, I think that's a great addition to add. You throw a couple of those in and it's organized neat. And uh, like they're realistically two inches thick and they're amazing. Um, yeah. I was going to add good, good box to carry tools in makes a big difference. If you don't lug the big toolbox around, it's pretty annoying. I mean, I travel in my car, S13 coupe, it's impossible to pack much in it. So having a good small compact box that like folds out, carries a lot of good stuff is not a bad idea. Or like you said, the Milwaukee Packout is perfect for that kind of thing. Yeah, they actually have, they, they released a bunch of them. I mean, they're available at Home Depot. I was there the other day and you can see them at Home Depot. Or online, you can probably find them pretty much anywhere, but they got like a little three drawer toolbox that you has the slide out drawers, everything's organized there. But like I've been really stoked with the wrenches and the socket set, you can get them all metric. Um, so you're not, you know, having all the other Imperial stuff that 90% of us don't use anyway. So full complete metric kits, great. And favorite thing is, is like they clamp shut and it's only like they don't move around in there so that's that's always mine i hate a messy toolbox it's been one of the main things i, I absolutely hate and when you see some of the uh beautiful ones that the pro team's got and you know everything in its little place i, I really like that so hey milwaukee uh everyone buys it and maybe they'll sponsor us for next year we'll get a deal or something like that hey we have tried all right we, 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 <laughs> we, we, we try we hit out to anybody if i use a product that i like i definitely hit out to them and i try to uh get a deal for any of our drivers. Um, we got right, a hey. certain start line guy that would be stoked on a Milwaukee sponsorship for sure. <laughs> well, I'm going to show him. I, I should bring him up for Eric so that he can see definitely, you know, the one-up game that I got for him. I, yeah. I don't think he had it because I haven't seen it. Oh, you boys it. in your toys. That's it. <laughs> That's right. No, and it wasn't It wasn't too bad. Like, he had a full set of uh, uh, socket, like, a full socket set and i think it was realistically like 149 dollars in the pack and i think Man. that's that's probably fair that's awesome and it's supposed to be lifetime warranty on them so that's cool too all right uh what else that's about it for the the open drift again it's just coming have a great time and and it's, number one thing is always come with a great attitude bring your yep. friends along and it is an absolute blast the only thing that will ever ruin your night and the only thing that'll ever ruin your reputation with myself or any of the staff is if you leave garbage behind. If you leave the track at all messy, 
nobody likes that at all. And uh, we're, we're exactly the same. We don't want any of that. We don't want trash picked up. If I get to pick up garbage after the event, I'm usually bummed out. And we try to figure out where you were. And somebody will always tell me who was parked in that zone. So, I mean, just basically clean up after yourself. It's always good. And if you see extra garbage, pick it up. That's just number one track etiquette. And that actually, that philosophy has given us a great relationship with Brad Torque. They appreciate appreciate that and they definitely notice it too. So let's move on a little bit to grassroots. Uh, our first event for grassroots round one is going to be on the 19th of May. So a Friday night, we're going to get there really early. So if you get off work early on Friday, I will be at the track. We're going to try to do some extra track time for people coming out early. Uh, this is specifically for guys who want to do better on initiation, clipping points, uh, how we judge and how we set up a track. So I'm reaching out to a few drivers specifically. This isn't for everybody. This is for people that are serious about competition. This isn't going to be extra track time for everybody. We will just be working on initiations over and over and over. We're going to move down to a transition, how to actually hit a front clip properly, what we want to see. And then go into how we judge a line and try to do a little bit of a class for some of the drivers that want that extra time. Um, grassroots, why don't you give me your feedback on what you thought from last year, Tony? Uh, what guys should probably bring to be prepared? It's a little bit different than just the open drift. I'll let you expand on that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so grassroots, aka Broam or what Broam became, it's kind of like an interesting step between our uh, two series, if you will. Uh, it is, like Sean said, a little bit more geared towards the uh, driver looking to test themselves to the competitive environment, drive a more technical, serious track, and again, look for some of the judging critiques and stuff like that. It's also a really good chance to test your program, to test what you know you have in store to see if you can make it in the Spec D Pro Show, too. So I think... Um, it's the same list, uh, everything from Thursday that we talked about, but I think you probably need to bring, you know, second, third set of tires just about to. Uh, you will be driving a lot harder. Um, it is, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, last year we did at Stratotech. Stratotech traditionally a little bit harder on tires. Uh, I think, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I think we're going to do all three rounds at uh, Rad Torx Road Course. Um, good surface, good on tires, but you are going to be pushing it. Uh, so keep in mind, too, with the heat, probably going to be looking at a little bit more at that tire budget. So make sure you bring, you know, second, maybe even third set. Mm -hmm. uh, other thing too, you are going to want to bring a bigger set of tools and possibly those spares. Now this is built as, you know, it's still fun. It's still casual. End of the day though, it is still a competition. So you do want to see your car, good attrition, make sure you're out there, replace those parts if you need to. Uh, I find too that you get a lot more seat time on these days too. Uh, not, uh, you know, like Sean said, it isn't for everybody. It's for those drivers looking to kind of take it to the next level. So this is a good way to just get your foot wet in the door. Um, driving in it myself last season too, uh, I found really, really helpful to bring a crew of friends, you know, just kidnap them, steal them from work, hold them against their will, do whatever you got to do. Um, but to have friends there to help you that, you know, those quick issues so that you can just focus on driving. Uh, in my case, you know, I lost an intercooler coupling, I think through practice, something like that. Uh, shout out to JJ, Mike G, they got it, uh, done up really quick. I just had to focus on going back out and driving. That's key, is having those friends there mm -hmm. to help you keep on track. You know, you can do it yourself. It is, you know, it's the way we kind of have just done it. Um, 
but if you do have like few friends willing to help you out, uh, it does help massively so that you could just focus on going out, driving to, you know, the judge's requirements best you can and keep your mind focused on driving. It's really hard to split it between being mechanic and driving on these days. So I think if you want to give your best yourself the best shot, assemble a crew, whether that be beer money or, you know, take them out for dinner, something like that. Um, kidnap some friends. It will help you massively. And then I think just on top of that too, obviously make sure all that safety gear is good to go. Helmet, gloves, fire extinguisher, uh, harnesses for uh, racing seats, if you will, in a cage. And we do recommend a cage highly uh, at this point too. As like we said, it is going to be more competition geared and you are going to be pushing it a lot harder than you would in uh, free practice or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I appreciate that for the expanding on that. Um, Hey, and if you're watching this live and you have any questions on it, make sure you just fire them in there. We kind of got a little bit uh, extra time today to sort of respond to people as they got questions on it, do the best we can to reach out to them and make it so it's actually listenable to on our podcast portion of this as well. So I'm going to expand a little bit on the grassroots and sort of the theory behind it. Uh, a lot of places, uh, either if you're running in our pro series, you're not allowed to run grassroots. But here we say, bring it. We want the pro drivers to one, be coming to help elevate the grassroots drivers that are kind of just dipping their feet into competition. And how we have that uh, so it is fair and it's not just give all the money to the pro guys and you only get less runs is that we split the bracket up. We traditionally don't have qualifying. We just split up the bracket for the drivers. So if you register for the grassroots event, you will be driving in head to head competition. And basically what we do is if you are on our pro list driving in our pro competition, you will be on the pro side of the bracket. And if you're one of the amateur drivers that is just getting into it or only has been running the grassroots series, you'll be competing against the other grassroots drivers. So you're going against people that are sort of a similar skill level. And then as we get down to the bottom, the best drivers from the grassroots side, the best drivers from the pro side will go battle it out and we've seen some upsets in the past and really it it is anybody's game in that point um pro drivers have to drive with with us maybe a slower car and sometimes not i mean rick last year was absolutely dominating everything his car was as fast as anybody else's but you know it also helps our pro guys get ready for the season our first pro round is june 10th out at stratotech so this is a great way for you and your team to test how you're going to do in the pro series. Maybe it's your first year, maybe it's your second year and you have new team members, new spotter, but this is the time where you can have your spotters communicating with you and really iron out any of the issues that you might have as a team and really build yourself for success in the pro series as well. And have a good time. Uh, drifting is fun. This is the, the greatest thing ever. Uh, I, I look back at and all the stuff that's going on in the world. We made it through COVID. We only missed, uh, we started one week later in the worst times of uh, lockdowns, but drifting went through it and it, it is a great time. It's all high fives and, and laughs no matter what in the grassroots series, even in the pro series, we find that as well. Um, I think just sort of going back on that as well is uh, you touched on a little bit on, in the grassroots series number one thing that changes out of your regular open drift is that you are required to have a fire extinguisher in the car fire extinguisher 
or the element fire stick. Both pass. Uh, the element is equivalent to a 10 pound, but you are required to have a five pound, or you can have two, two and a half pound fire extinguishers in your car. Uh, so we're trying to make it so that you're, if you only run around with a two and a half pound, buy a second one. We try not to get people to spend extra money if they don't need to. Um, if you have a fixed back seat, so that's a race seat. If you have a race seat, you need to have race harnesses. Race harnesses require minimum a harness bar, and that's positioned in the right spot um, for that. So if you have a race seat and you have a factory stock seat belt, you will fail tech. Just a simple way of how the race seat is designed and to hold you in place in case of a rollover. Um, happens rarely, but it does happen. Number one thing is we want everybody to go home safe, no matter what happens. Everybody has work either the next day or for sure on Monday following it. Yep. So we want people to be safe. Now, if you have a, a stock seat, then just use stock belts. You can't have um, like the Skyline seats out of the R32s and stuff used to have the holes for the uh, harnesses. But if you have that seat, you need to be just running your stock seat belt in there. Uh, cage, if you have a cage, by the time you put a cage in your car, you already should be having race seats, race harness. As the level goes up, so should your safety equipment. You know, a lot of the cars that we are throwing in, big, powerful V8s, started life off uh, a lot differently. Uh, BMWs, you know, the 3 Series, you know, we're looking at about 150 horsepower, maybe 200. Maybe if you got the M package, whatever, you're barely hitting 200 horsepower. Now we're putting five, 600 horsepower into them with a V8. As we do that, it takes more safety equipment on our part to keep yourself safe because 130 horsepower car only requires X amount of safety, crumple zones, etc. And when you change that dynamic with the weight, with the extra power and the torque, then just safety for yourself. That's the number one thing. It's never to bump people out and not have fun. I know some people look at it like, ah, oh, it's just a, throwing a wet blanket on it, you know. But number one thing, I've never heard a person ever say they wish they never caged their car or they wish they never had that good helmet or they wish they never had those belts. Everyone always appreciates them, especially when they need them. Yep, definitely. It's a, it's a nice thing. It's uh, saved me a car or two already, so pays for itself man i've uh heard it the other way i've heard i wish i had a cage but i never wish i didn't cage so make sure to get that out there too <laughs> yeah no I, I i think so for sure um all right so basically i'll give you let's talk a little bit about how the format um we'll we'll, we'll hit the pro, pro series towards the end let's talk a little bit about how the format works on a thursday night um what do you expect when you run through the gate? Uh, I want you to go through that. Um, you, you've been to every single practice, just about as many as I have been. I run them usually, so I'm on a little bit of a different side. As a driver, what do you expect? What, what do you need to do to make your evening run smooth, get to the track early, and get on track? What's the best thing for you, Tony? Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, first and Foremost, if uh, if you drive your car to the track, a uh, nice pro tip or pro hack would be uh, swap onto the tires that you're going to drift on. Make sure they are safe to travel on the road, though. Don't uh, you know? No cords, no ball patches. Make sure there's tread. Make sure they're you know safe as can be compliant at DOT. 
Um, but that can help save a bunch of tires. If you can just show up, literally unload your car and pull up to the line. If you can get there for 4.30, you can be on track more or less if we're ready and set up. 4.35, no problem. And you can hot lap until you're out of that first set of tires until like 5.30 until about like the rest of, you know, the rest of the crowd shows up. So the earliest you can be, best you can be. And uh, I'd say another good tip too, uh, you know, have your waiver signed ahead of time so you don't have to do that at the gate. And it's always a little bit of a faff. Um, so make sure that waiver signed. And if you if you have, you know, pre-pull pre out that money and uh, have it ready. Just make your gate transaction super seamless. You can get through it in a minute. Keep the line flowing. Pretty good. Okay. And uh, I'm going to yep. pause you there. We'll start at the gate. Gate number one. Best thing is, yes, have your waiver signed. If you don't have it and you want to look at it, it is on the Rad Torque website. Boom. Right there. It takes like no time at all. They really simplified it. It's like two clicks, uh, confirmation of your email and a selfie basically. And that's it. Uh, number one thing, if the gate, if you get there early before 4.30 and the gate's not ready, just wait at the gate. Start the line up there. First, first person to the gate will be right in. Uh, basically, uh, Cecilia's there at the gate all the time. She's, you know, getting set up. Give her a minute, have it ready, and then roll in. Uh, basically, it's for your protection, for our protection. One, we want to make sure that everyone has a wristband, everyone signed the waiver, and that we know that you're on site. If you get there and nobody's at the gate, and let's say I'm just setting up the track, I haven't checked you in, I haven't given you a waiver, uh, anything like that. So basically, it just helps us know who's at the facility and that everybody's actually out of the facility when we close down the night. So wait at the gate until somebody checks you in, because uh, we don't really have time to go chase you around and remind you to go to the gate. Because some things happen where, you know, if you get in early, you get in your car, you're out there to the, to, the, to, the, to the track, to the start line, and you don't have your wristband on. One, we just send you all the way back, and you got to redo all of that. So save time at the gate, wait for somebody to check you in, then head to your pit spot. And as soon as you're unloaded your stuff, you can head right out to the start line. And like you say, the best hour of practice is before 5.30. That 4.30, if I'm there and we are ready, I will let you hot lap that track and also help you give feedback on it. Make a track that works. Uh, there's a lot of lucky people that get there and they get 10, 15 laps in before half the people show up. Uh, I'll let you continue on from there. I know the gate is always one that, that it bums people out when they get there. Um, and And when you got to get to the start line and then head back out. No, you're all the, the way back. Yep. Uh, Nathan yeah, Forsberg so. asked how much to drive. It's $50 to drive, same as the last bunch of years. Trying to keep it really cheap. Shout out to Rad Torque. Uh, always leave a positive comment on them when we post up and tag them. Thank them for keeping drifting cheap. JB's Power Center, keeping drifting cheap on Thursday nights. Yep. It's uh, it's probably the cheapest price on track time available in Edmonton. I think that's pretty much undisputed. I don't think I don't even sure. think you can go go karting for as much money. No, no, speeders is uh, way more than that. So you can't even go wow. go karting. Uh, some so is pretty much the same price if you go to the mall and do it. So I mean, it is. We're trying to make it. It works out to ten bucks an hour. So hey, even if you're working at McDonald's, you can still be five dollars ahead and uh, come out and party. There you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, so there you go. Yeah. So make sure 
all of these are checked there at the uh, gate. You'll have a way yep. easier time. Um, and two, you know, maybe I should have added this on the Thursday list to bring. Bring your garbage bag sometimes, you know. Like, usually there are track-provided garbage cans, but it's never a bad idea to have a garbage bag just in case. Yep. You know, be a good neighbor. Clean up the area around you. It does well, help. Well, um, you, do, you, you do that. You clean up the, around you. I'm the happiest person ever. Like, I'll even let you on track all the time early. There you go. See, I'm like <laughs> there are benefits to being a good neighbor. Like it does help. That's right. Um, yeah. So we've got into the event. We're obviously really excited. Uh, make sure that your car is going to pass check. Uh, I know early we will do it on the line, but as I think past like five, five thirty, we'll usually make you check in with uh, either Dave or whoever's running tech that night, yeah. uh, just to make sure. That, hey, nothing's going to fall off your car. No batteries are exposed. It's not leaking anything crazy. It looks like it's all good. No loose items in the car. Don't be that guy. We'll laugh at you. Um, and yeah, make sure that you're just ready to go and then just uh, just be ready to have a good time, man. As soon as you hit the pad, it's uh, good fun. Uh, make sure to check in with the line guide, see what the layout is to see that, uh, you know, you're doing it correctly. Usually we have, uh, you know, drawing out there, something that uh, kind of shows you the layout, something like that. Um, and then if you don't know, ask, you know, just, no, no silly questions. Just ask yep. anybody with a spec D shirt. You know, even your fellow driver might even know the layout already too. So, if you have any questions, just ask. Everybody's super approachable, and that's uh, kind of how we gear it to be out there. And it, uh, I think it really does help. You know, just bring everybody together and get everybody starting. It's uh, I was new too at one point, and I remember, yeah, like you know, having someone to ask made it a way easier time to get started out there too. And I mean, you know, if you are one of the guys that does know, like you've been doing this a few years, uh, don't be afraid to, you know, just offer some tips, offer some advice, you know, it, uh, you can make it better for the person next to you. Chances are you're going to have a better time too. Exactly. Exactly. All right. What do you do if it's a, maybe your first or second time out to the track? You're not really sure. Uh, you haven't been drifting before and you're nervous about it. What, what, what should you do if you're coming to the track and that's happening? So I think, yeah, if you're maybe first, second time uh, tryout of the track, like I was saying before, don't be afraid to ask for help. Uh, usually your line guy can uh, either, you know, it might even be me or Sean at that point too, usually rotate out. But uh, you ask the starting line guy, hey, what about the layout? Or B, hey, I'm just not getting this. Can you make some space for me to go do donuts or something like that? We can work with you to, you know, get it, uh, get it comfortable. I know I can speak for myself. I'm more than willing to hop in with uh, most people to, you know, show you, just yell at you from behind the wheel if that's what it takes. Um, you know, a lot of people are always looking to just kind of share tips and advice too. Um, so if you, you really aren't just getting it and it ain't driving, you know, just uh, don't be afraid to park. Watch for 30 minutes. Ask some questions. Uh, so much can be learned in just, uh, you know, even just watching from the starting line, just having that different perspective of it, seeing how, you know, let's let's use guys like Jared. Let's use guys like Rick. Let's use guys like Ryan Spracken when he's out. How they get around the track can be very insightful. Just you know, seeing how they make it happen, which you know, what car they have. Um, it could be you're hitting the throttle too early. It could be you're not thinking of the wine uh, live wine enough. It's it could be a bunch of things. So, I think that's a good top tip. There is like if you're not getting it, just take 30 minutes, watch the layout, see what's happening, take a break, get some water. And uh, yeah, don't be afraid to ask any line guys for help. No, exactly. Uh, that's been a big thing that we uh, really started, uh, probably really focusing on last year was giving a little bit more assistance. Uh, so 
basically what we what we tell you if you are brand new there and you've never drifted, obviously you have enough uh, experience to drive either a standard or something rear wheel drive. We get you to go out and just sort of get a feel for your car first. Understand what it is, uh, how to make it slide, what it feels like to oversteer, what it feels like to understeer. And then once you get a few laps in, we actually do, once a, we kind of get in the rhythm, everyone's had their driver's meeting, we do offer it where we pull you out and we let you do some donuts on a section of the road course and we let you do some figure eights. One, just to learn how to transition, understand what it is happening. And also, uh, I know there is a lot of drivers uh, out there and there's a, a ton of people. If you come to the line, you want somebody to take your car for a drive just to see maybe the setup's all wrong. Maybe they can give you some tips, pointers on alignment, or maybe you just need an e-brake, or maybe something isn't working. Like uh, we've had people come out with an open diff and now they just really can't get the car sideways at all. Drivers with a lot of experience can jump in your car, two, three laps. They'll be able to give you a bunch of tips and actually watching somebody drive your car, see what it can do. You can also do the same thing in that car and it gives a lot of confidence on that. This is it. Thursday night open drift is for anybody right from beginners all the way to our pros. Have a great time out there on the open drift nights. Um, another huge thing that we have is we always run tandem. Tandem line is open from the start of the night to the end of the night. The only time that you don't run tandem is if you specifically request that you don't run tandem or you are one of the new drivers. But basically we send everybody to do tandem runs because one, it doubles the amount of laps that we get on the track and it makes everybody a better driver. The only thing better than drifting is drifting with your buddies. So tandem is all the way all night, every night, no matter what. Well, I want to jump in with a question there, Sean. So we've now been doing uh, the current layout at Rad Torque where we enter in from the road course. I think this will be the fourth season now, fourth yes. year? I yeah. think so. So in those four years, do you think the tandem game has gotten stronger? And do you think like um, any, like the, the average driver, do you think they've gotten better at the course entering in from the shorter side, as it were? Yeah, so we changed we change that one so that we could do tandem. Uh, and two, it also makes it safer for the fans, gives them more space to stand and watch the track. Um, but I always say those Thursday night guys uh, and gals that come out there, they are probably some of the best tandem drivers that we have on that pad. They hold it down with anybody. And actually, you'll see, uh, we'll give a shout out to Nasir and Leno, two guys um amazing drivers a hundred percent started with it uh and this is probably the newest one that i'm thinking of i was gonna where... say i think it's two years two and a half years for leno this will be nasir's no sorry four three and a half years for leno two years for uh nasir. Nasir. Yeah. um kind of mentioning what we thought about but like in two years these guys have already built a reputation of being amazing tandem drivers on the path well they're shredders I mean, like I put Nasir in other people's BMWs because he is like the number one BMW guy in Edmonton. Shout out to Nasir and his whole system of getting every used BMW part known to man that you want. He has it guaranteed. Um, but no, I put him in there because he is a good driver. He really elevated his driving a ton. It's just passion. And putting them out, tandeming together, those guys actually really do good tandems. Um, 
And that's where the whole grassroots, the whole bro-am thing really showcases that. You look at our, at the, we call them the Thursday night guys, uh, you know, don't cancel me. It's just guys. Everyone's guys out there. Uh, we can change it to whatever you want later on. But basically, the Thursday night group that comes out, they are amazing. Um, it, it's probably the most fun, and that's actually what keeps me the most motivated is the Thursday night. Um, everybody high-fiving, you know, smiles year to year. Uh, but, yeah, let's get back. Nasir and Leno, uh, basically stock BMWs. Uh, both with cages now just for safety for them. But those guys on the door all night long and just having a great time. And I think that's number one, we're trying to improve the driving skill. Uh, and if, you know, they're happy as they can be driving the pad, driving some of the road course events, and then also out at Stratobash, the amount of laps that they get is is huge. And tandem is, is one of the things that as, as Pro drifting, as it elevates more and more, it's harder to get great tandem. I think tandem three years ago uh, in the U.S. Pro Series was better than it is now, in my opinion. But closer, and that's what I like. These lower horsepower cars on the door, trying to bang into each other's door all night long is the greatest thing ever. Um, and I think, yeah, you you have to definitely agree the, the skill levels there, Tony. Yeah, no. But definitely, that's uh, there's so many other drivers I could list too. I'm not, uh, I don't want to get into it because I'm gonna miss someone, and I know someone will be like, Hey, you didn't mention me yesterday, <laughs> right? Um, so I don't want to get too much into it, but yeah, no, the um, the average skill level too, I think, is just right so much since we've switched the uh, yeah. layouts to. Um, I was gonna just add a little bit of uh, you know, just detail for the podcast listeners, uh, Rad Torque Raceway, go check it out on Google Maps. Uh, how we used to do it would be from the gate direction. Uh, that would be, oh, man, I guess east to west. Now we run it west to east. Correct. And, yeah, um, yeah. wow, I'm actually crazy I got that right. But, um, yeah, it's been a lot slower of an entry speed, but that has allowed us to have a little bit more technical of a layout and uh, really control how the cars leave the line together. Uh, with our old layout, you know, it used to be, it was pretty exciting. It used to be kind of like a drag race kind of into the pad, and then you'd hit like a pretty cool switch of a, uh, elevation, uh, and that could really like, you know, some guys would use that to enter. Some guys would get tripped out by it, um, but we would see a lot of spins, especially in that area, especially with guys uh, pushing in chase. Uh, so it didn't really work for a long time, um, but, you know, it's going back. I'm kind of rattling now. A um, lot better driving since we switched it four years ago. Uh, technical course layouts, uh, just the ability to launch both cars safely at a more similar speed. Uh, and, yeah, it's really, really up the driving, too. And I'm really excited to see what uh, everybody's going to bring for us on Thursday and see if we can get some uh, early tandem mayhem going on. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Uh, Nathan Forsberg asked another question there. Can we get the pro cars on the pad for an event? Uh, we have grassroots uh rounds two and possibly three one of those two will be on the pad for sure so yes pro cars are allowed on there um but as to do actually one of our pro rounds on the pad it just isn't going to work with us usually because we share the pad and the facility with another event going on at the same time and when you pay the rent for that you really want to be on the road course uh the road course mm. is definitely the way that it uh, needs to be some of those some of the layouts on, on the road course 
and the front section are my favorite of any tracks uh, in Western Canada. I think they're they're great. They got the speed. They have the uh, the banking, and I absolutely love it. But pro cars, yes, bring them out. I mean, that's that's what this is about. If you get a pro car, you're gonna you can still compete in the grassroots series, and you're gonna be battling other pro drivers right until the final. So uh, that's gonna be great. And yes, got some pad events for that. I have to bring up my favorite, um, you know, little spec D history. It's always fun to rub salt in this room too. Last time that we had a pro events on the pad, a, uh, what was that? Sorry. A KA car won on the pad. That would have been 2017. That's right. It happened. It's real. That's right. The V8 doesn't want you to believe it, but it happened and it was real. I was there. It does. I, I talked about it. It was exciting. Yeah. Well, <laughs> That's why we don't everybody... do pad anymore the v8 guys got their feelings really really hurt that day so we've had to go to things like race tracks and banks and stuff to just keep the v8 people happy let's get okay let's put a touch in perspective there (laughs) it was pouring rain the most rain that we've probably seen in edmonton in years uh yeah buddy in the ka car from saskatchewan i can't remember his name off the top of my head he absolutely was driving on point. Everybody had a thousand horsepower that day, including that KA. And he was just driving consistent and consistency was key there. Um, you know, the pad events are, are really fun. They are really good. Uh, I like the pad at, at Rad Torque just because there isn't grass to damage. There isn't anything to hit and you can really dial in that skill. Yep. Uh, also, just another fun fact, what we always do on the pad before any of the events that we have coming up is we try to replicate the track that we're going to be running on the pad. So we run multiple different layouts. We can run Stratotech layouts. We can run the layout for mission. We can cone it up and make it basically any track design that we want on there. Um, yeah, and it's a, it's a great time. And we do, we change a lot of the starting line. So you might remember where we generally start. We start east to west, but sometimes we start just along there so we can get a little bit of a faster entry. Guys can be well into third gear and really nailing it out there. So, um, Pat is Pat is fun. It is it is a good time. I was gonna say I don't think we're allowed to do uh, Mihan Pat anymore, are we? We kind of maybe maybe damaged a few bears, a few cars that time. That was, that was pretty fun. I think I know we always like to reminisce about the past and stuff, but I think that was like probably one of my favorite events we've ever done on the pad um, was that 2016 Bro-Am round three. Yeah. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> absolute scenes from there, man. It was, it was wild. We were doing like third gear deep into the pad. I launched my car off all four wheels at one point. It, it was just getting rowdy. So uh, yeah. could be part, partial reason why we changed the direction yes, too, yes. but it was cool. Yes. It was definitely cool. <laughs> a couple of the questions that just popped in there. Yes, pad events are amazing. You don't have to worry that they aren't getting fun. They are fun. Still have been. Always have been. Always will be. Um, yellow garbage bins. Yes, nothing's usually on the track um, at all. The garbage bins that used to sort of live along the concrete barriers are on the other side of the concrete barriers. Um, and if it's on the track, doesn't mean you need to hit it. It's not something that you need to aim for. Uh, stay away from the concrete and try to make the track really easy so you're not smashing into anything that's expensive or going to cause you a bunch of money. All right. Um, so we basically covered your Thursday night, what to do right from new beginner drivers all the way up to guys that are really good at tandem and 
called out a few. Hey, sometimes we only know your Instagram handle as well. Uh, most of the time we know you as like silver G35 guy, uh, black 350Z guy, 370Z guy. It's kind of just the way that it works. Unfortunately, we, we see everybody and we know you by the car that you drive. So all yep. those guys that I just mentioned, red BMW, silver BMW, black BMW, all shredders. Love you all. Can't wait to see you tomorrow. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, judging in the grassroots. So I know we're kind of skipping back and forth, but I just want to focus on on grassroots and open drift at the moment, just because they kind of overlap and it takes a lot of the same people. Yeah. Ju judging out at for the grassroots events is not the same as all of our pro judges. Um, we take it a little bit more laid back and it actually is a bunch of times uh, pro drivers that are judging the event. Um, changes it up, lets, lets us rotate a little bit and then they enjoy it, I think a lot, just because it gives them a chance to give back. Because in all honesty, a lot of the Thursday night uh, drift family, those are the guys and gals that help on the track at the pro events. So this is their way to sort of do a fun event for them as well. Um, so yeah, grassroots judges usually by uh, pro drivers. I don't have much to do with it. We just sort of run the flow of the show. Uh, but we got music, we got the DJ out there. Uh, food truck again, Friday night, this, the Friday night, May 19th is going to be an absolute blast. There's nobody else out on the track except for us. Um, Driven is the next day, but that Friday night, it's all us on the track. We got uh, just a great plan set up for that. So it should be a really fun time. Uh, and also prizes. We got uh, money to give away, cool custom trophies that we'll have at the track. And it is just a, it's a great time. Um, I don't think that... It, not much else on it. If you have any questions on the grassroots, whether or not you should uh, uh, sign up and drive, I would say yes, sign up and drive. Uh, if you've done open drift, you can definitely run the grassroots event. Um, hey, and we're probably going to put up a poll here as well. We're going to let people pick the layout for the first event. I'm not sure whether we do big bank, small bank, which is turns three and four on rad torque or if we go back and run the power alley turns one and two um i'm gonna leave it up to people to uh to decide drop a comment we'll actually probably put a poll up on the uh on the instagram page as well and we'll let that uh be whatever layout we run what's your favorite layout on the road course there on the road course i have to be a big fan of power alley going in uh, race direction uh it's pretty good but uh you know reverse power alley too was pretty hectic uh from a few years we ran that too but i think uh forward power alley is probably got to be my favorite right yeah so i'll probably post it uh i'll drop the the maps i'll post them up and let people kind of see what it is we're talking about but yeah it's, it's turns one and two and actually if you do look on any of the google earth maps you can actually see most of the layouts that we run especially on the pad. And you can also see some of them on the road. They're course. baked in there pretty good. They are <laughs> baked in there. Yeah. So, all right, let's focus a little bit. Now we'll go to the pro series and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, spec D pro. I'll let you sort of do a, a basic rundown of what it is and the drivers that we have and what you can expect to see as a fan and what you can expect as a driver. Definitely. So I think, uh, with the full-on pro series, it's you know it's you got to bring a first and foremost the car. The car needs to be 
you know, tested, shaken down, bulletproof as can be. Needs to probably be up north of 300 horsepower to be really competitive in our series. Uh, and you need tires. You need tires like you um, basically as much as you need the car. So we're talking like eight sets of wheels at least, you know, bunch of spares to go. Uh, you need to have that car ready to go, utilize the most of that track time, because obviously this is this is the full meal deal. This is when the competition counts. This is when every lap turn counts. Uh, and then you only get those like you know those three sectors to impress the judges on your qualifying run, and that's what's like that's the first foremost thing you got to make sure you're getting ready to do. Uh, and then too, it's like we talked about having that car that's bulletproof, so you can be on track for practice, so you get a majority of time chasing or leading other drivers, just so you know that some of those like driving styles that you're going to be driving with that day too. Uh, you need to have all of that safety gear, uh, you know, boots, shoes, suit, gloves fire suppressed this we got you know full contained racing seat hans for the helmet it's it's in there you know like um drifting has only gotten faster in the last five years especially uh we went from seeing like you know high speeds of 100 to easily looking towards that 140 150 uh range now too and at that speed you know things get tweaked people get hurt uh that's not what we're in the business is doing um so that's where the safety really starts coming into play uh, and then too, it's the spares package. Cars are going to get damaged. You're gonna, you, you can't cry over spilled drift car. You gotta, you gotta beat, beat out the warhouse and get back on it. You're gonna break things. You are gonna, like, things are gonna break. It is just what it is when you're driving at this level uh, in Spec D Pro. And uh, so having that good spares package, having your bins organized, having like, you know, that space in the trailer. Maybe you got the enclosed that you can pack that all in. Maybe you got the camper truck with the homies that you can at least bring and have that stuff ready. And, you know, we say weaponize so that you know what you have. You know, you can switch it fast when a five-minute call comes up, something like that. Uh, having that plan in place. And then, you know, hopefully that uh, that same crew of friends that you've been kidnapping now should understand that this is the deal every summer, so you don't have to worry too much about kidnapping anymore. Uh, these should be members of your team. Uh, ingrained in your program you know you are there to help me with the car you're there to help me spot there to help me be my right hand guy whatever we got to do you know everybody i think it, it really really helps especially on like the pro days if your driver can just focus on driving your team can just focus on keeping the car running making sure that the parts are getting swapped on making sure that even the tires are getting swapped on so that your driver can just focus on driving uh, on top of that, too, you know, you got to bring your program. You got to bring your list of sponsors. You got to bring that car that's hopefully clean, looking really nice and mean. Um, and you just want to represent anybody that has, you know, put their put their dollars in the program, put your name behind you. You really want to represent and show them, you know, be the most professional you can be, be on track the most you can be, and just be be that race car driver you always wanted to be. There's a famous post somewhere up there. Uh, you know, somewhere on this track, there's going to be a little kid that looks up to you. So make sure you're that race car driver that he envisions being. So I think that's, you know, it's bringing that uh, professional mentality to the event too. And I think that's mm -hmm. probably the biggest uh, difference between a grassroots day, uh, a practice day and the pro event is that, you know, we are there to compete and everybody, it, they, they, ain't, uh, they ain't playing for daisies. You know, they're, they're going for first place. I think everybody on the grid shares that. And I think that's what makes it exciting. And so I think, um, you know, doing that due diligence, making sure that program is bulletproof ready. You know, you've hopefully went through a grassroots rounds or two to test out the car and make sure the crew works together. 
uh, so that on the event day, there is no questions. You're just there in kill mode and you're ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'll touch a little bit on some of that as well. Um, number one thing, let's give us a little bit of advice to uh, some of the people that are coming out. And a lot of them, um, uh, there's some seasoned veterans that we have in our, in our ranks and they, you can look at their program and they have everything dialed and it works well. But then there's also some people that this is their first or second year. They haven't really had a major breakdown. They don't really replace many parts on their car, but they heard, bring your spare, bring your spare tie rod, bring your spare lower control arm, whatever it is, coilovers. We'll give a little bit of advice on that. Um, if it is a lower control arm, make sure that you have taken your other one off, installed this one, make sure that it fits, and make sure that you know what wrench is it takes and also that you have those wrenches in your toolbox because sometimes when you're taking the lower control arm you're removing that lower ball joint and if it is been on your car forever and you can't get it off it may just end your weekend there so knowing how to remove the parts and put them back on is a big thing it kind of sounds like it's a no-brainer but believe me I've never had a broken lower control arm on any of my cars. I've never had to change one. And when you change them, sometimes getting that ball joint off is a tough one. So I always make the suggestion to people, the toolbox that you take to the track, that's the toolbox that you should be prepping your race car with. That's the toolbox that you should be installing coilovers, the ones that you use to change lower control arms or tie rod. So that you make sure that in that toolbox, you know where everything is. And you also know that you have everything that you need to do it. And sometimes it is a dead blow hammer. Sometimes it is a good pry bar that you need. Um, I'll give you one example. Uh, the RX-7 axles uh, snap in with just a snap ring. And if you break the axle in the right spot, you cannot get that out without a proper pry bar. A long screwdriver does not work. You need an actual pry bar with a bend in it. And you, it seems silly, but it was like an hour trying to get this silly thing off because there's no angle to hit it with a hammer or even with the screwdriver. Pry bar, boom, done in a few seconds. Um, and then working on the car out of your toolbox, sometimes you're just getting used to what's in it because you have like maybe a really cool pit box that you only leave in the trailer, but you're not really used to it. At our level, we are not FD Pro, but we are the Pro Series in Western Canada. So we have all sorts of different levels of drivers and definitely getting to know what's in your trailer, what you need, and making sure that you got what you need is key. Um, another big hint, if you have a spare set of coilovers, make sure they're to the exact right height that you already have your other ones at. If you have customizable uh, lower control arms or rear toe arms. Make sure that they are set to the exact same specs that your other ones are so that you're not trying to realign the car. Basically, all you're doing, you're putting them on and the car should be exactly the same as it was before they broke, mind you, as long as nothing else moved. Uh, and really, that's, that's the key parts that, that I really see and I see people struggle with and it's some really simple things that just makes the program better. Uh, a little bit about the Pro Series. This is the show in Western Canada. We have the, the track support now that, like, there's so many places that want to have us at their facilities. We have permission to um, Rad Torque, to Stratotech. Great tracks that really, 
really enjoy having the pro competition there. As a fan, you are going to see driving, driving, driving all day. We want drivers on track as much as possible and tandem right from the start. So no matter what you're cheering for, who you're cheering for, you are definitely going to see a bunch of action on track. And we always do like an intermission where we try to get some ride-alongs in there as well. So it's a lot of fan interaction. Pits are open to the fans all the time where drivers are at their cars or their crew is there when they're not on track. You can go by, say hi, meet them, learn about their car, learn about their program, and maybe how to help them, right? Cheering them on giving them support online, Instagram, sharing their posts, stuff like that. This is everything that actually helps build the drivers up to get into the pro series in the U.S., which, hey, we also uh, have two licenses that we give away for the pro series in uh, 2023. So, you know, obviously you're into drifting, you like racing, and 100% you uh, don't like money. So we give you the opportunity to go and blow more money than you can ever hope for running, chasing the dream in the U.S. Um, let's talk a little bit about, um, this will be maybe more for uh, drivers. Let's talk about sponsors and let's talk about how you represent your sponsors. Yeah, so it's a big thing. Uh, it's, you know, how you hold yourself, how you carry yourself is everything. Uh, you know, we talk a lot about, you know, in our, some of our private chats and species, stuff like that about, you know, return of investment. What does that sponsor get by putting his name on your billboard? You know, uh, you want to make sure that if it's parts that you are, you know, telling everybody that you can, that, you know, this is the best part ever. You know, that this is, um, this is what it's done for me. This is where it's allowed me to take my program. Uh, sponsors really like that kind of stuff and it, uh, helps you, you know, Bring those eyes, bring that sufficient value to those brands. Because, you know, the best thing you can hope for is that, uh, you know, someone sell or buys parts based upon your recommendation. Um, because, right. you know, you brought up to, hey, these guys help me out. Uh, these guys are awesome. I've been running this on my car. I can't break it. You should try one too. Yeah. That, uh, that's the one. Um, obviously, you know, the professional looking car. Uh, good vinyl, good clean car. Uh, one color. Uh, <laughs> ignore that up there. Um, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah, having a car that looks the part. You know, it's uh, it's all good to go drifting for fun, uh, but at this level, you know, this is this is professional. You are representing a brand. You're representing, you know, more than yourself. You're representing your village that uh, helps you kind of come up with that car. So I think uh, having that car, making it look good, is very very important, and uh, making sure that your attitudes, actions, and conversations around that are also on par to match that. Uh, you know, there's nothing that can burn a bridge faster than, oh, this guy let me down like this, or, you know, whatever. Right. Um, I think just staying professional, staying on key uh, for stuff like that is a really good tip. And, uh, you know, don't uh, don't be afraid. Just shout them out. You know, whether it is that quick Instagram video, be like, you know, hey, thanks, uh, thanks one, two, three parts for, you know, this part. Enjoy my Sunday replacing this. It's the small stuff like that that can, can add up and help. Uh, but then it's obviously the, the bigger moves, too, that people are looking for these days is, you know, the YouTube content, the ugh, the TikToks of it all. But I don't know anything about that. Um, but it's stuff like that. It's having that um, that social media presence helps a lot with sponsorship. Uh, but I think also being, you know, just a good positive person within your immediate drift community, too, uh, that will speak a lot louder for maybe some kind of local sponsors uh let's look at jb's powers for example uh you know just being able to direct people to them 
uh, and just being helpful in your community. I think uh, sponsors put a really good weight on that as well. Yeah, I think so too. Um, sponsorship is a hard thing. I mean, especially at our level and especially we have a little bit of a, a disadvantage being in Canada because the market is a little bit smaller than the U.S. Um, and a lot of the U.S. based uh, companies, but there is definitely a way. A lot of times it is uh, you're getting either a deal on parts, you're getting maybe parts for free. Uh, cash sponsorship is really hard to come by in, in this day and age. Um, but here, I'll give you a little bit of, uh, of my insight and what sponsors really like. Uh, number one, we have three professional rounds of competition, but basically if you have your pro car and you have it out at three rounds and maybe at Stratobash, that's only four times that gives opportunity for video, opportunity to have it in the public eye. Um, so some of the other things that we do, a lot of times we're involved in car shows, we're involved in like things like the season opener, uh, a couple of cruises throughout the year, but also Thursday night. Thursday night has a lot of eyes on it. Um, we understand it's expensive to run a pro car, guaranteed that, but having your car out there, having you out there uh, promoting your sponsors, promoting your partners um, on the Thursday night is great. One, also you gain a ton of fans. If you're a pro driver and you're helping out uh, somebody that's coming up, maybe they're just uh, driving on the open drift nights, but you're helping them, give them some insight. You guaranteed have a fan for life. I'll call out uh, Marco. Marco started just working on Thursday nights, but soon became his driving style, his passion for the sport. People absolutely adore the guy, and uh, he's probably just a number one ambassador for drifting. And when he comes out on Thursday night, either to announce, if he's just out going for ride-alongs, helping people with setup, giving them advice on parts to buy, parts not to buy that they don't need, um, it makes a great fan interaction and also just builds his personality, and it's actually something that uh, sponsors really want to invest in and they want to partner with somebody like that that's giving back to the community. So yeah, even if you're not driving, you can bring the car out to a Thursday night, have it on display, have it on the trailer, street drive it, whatever it is, be there and, and uh, just represent your, your partners in that way. I think that's huge. Um, and you definitely gain a ton of fans like that. And Tony, you gotta say, even you and I, when we run the start line and we have like Chris Pollard and Ryan Drutz going out and absolutely shredding it. We throw Rick Selinski in there. We throw Marco in there. We throw any of the, the guys with the big horsepower cars. They come out, put on a big smoke show. People absolutely go bonkers for it. They love it. We love it. And the drivers there on the uh, Thursday night that maybe are aspiring to that one day, it really inspires them. And I think it's uh, it's just that's that's I I say that that is probably the easiest and best way to represent your partners. Yep, I think so, and I think like you know Marco's a perfect guy to uh, you know kind of bring up there. You know, uh, we say everybody loves Marco, and everybody does love Marco because he yeah. has you know like he's paid such a huge part in so many. I can't I couldn't even list you how many people that I know of. Like, hey, Marco told me to do this. Is this good? It's like, yep, nope, that uh, that works out. So. I think it's like having that good uh, community outreach. I think like it's, it's 
it's unwise to discredit the impact of something like that. Right. I think uh, a lot of times in the sponsorship, we get caught up with, oh, I don't have the YouTube channel. Oh, I don't have the following. Oh, I don't have this, that, the other thing. I think a lot of it is, you know, what are you giving back to your community? Those right. those are people that are going to speak good of you. And I think if you are, you know, putting that good karma out there, just helping people get by and uh, giving out tips, being being available. I think that's a massive thing, too, that you could uh, put into any kind of, you know, sponsorship proposal, anything like that. And I think that's a uh, you shouldn't uh, shouldn't overlook that. I think that's super important. Hey, oh, I see Delahaye jumped in here. So he's probably maybe he's on his way back home. I hope he's still in Texas. I made it back all the way. Um, hey, but yeah, little shout out. We'll talk a bit about that. We were at LS Fest this last weekend. Took uh, uh, Emily and Cecilia down. We went down. Uh, Delahaye came up from Texas. You know, the rowdy cowboy. He's really embraced that. Now he's Texan. He's not American, but he is 100% Texan. It's like a um, cowboy. <laughs> it's, uh, uh, you know, it was, you know, 36 degrees. So he was not wearing cowboy boots out there and the whole get up. But I'm sure that he would if he could. But it was really nice to to meet up with them and uh, and sort of just reconnect with some people. I think we really want to get uh, Jason on. Talk a little bit about the U.S. drift scene, a little bit about the Canadian drift scene, and maybe we do a comparison and what's different, what's better, what's worse, and things we can do. Um, yeah, great, great to meet up with them. And it's it again, it kind of inspired me. Uh, drifting is amazing. We love it. I mean, you probably would have cringed because it was every LS uh, person within uh, the Western Hemisphere was there. There was more. There was more V8 noises and Corvettes and everything V8 powered than you can believe. Um, I didn't know that they made LS powered jet skis, but they do, or somebody did make one. I don't know, <laughs> but it was really nice to, to meet up with them. Uh, again, we saw Zendara. She was driving on point. Um, great to see. She's going to be, you know, representing the Spec D series as she goes into uh, Pro Spec. Okay, not representing as in we didn't sponsor, but she she went. She licensed through us, so you know she's our our number one person that we're going to be cheering on uh, coming up on May thirteenth as well in Atlanta. It's going to be amazing. But it was neat to see their program, how it's going. Uh, obviously, catching up with Jason and just a bunch of cool people down there at LS Best West. Um, but yeah, I just see he jumped in there, so I wanted to give him a shout out. Uh, so as a fan, when you come out to, to the, the Pro Series, uh, it's, a, it's a full day event. So make sure that you come and you're ready just to have fun and enjoy the time because from qualifying to practice to the actual competition, it is a full day. We have multiple partners of the series out there uh, setting up booths. There's lots of interaction between, you know, our partners, uh, ourselves, and also all the drivers that are set up at the events as well. So it is a great time uh, and just a really nice, uh, nice event to, to come out to. Even in the rain, it's not too bad. Um, but hey, looking forward to tomorrow. So... If you are in the Edmonton area or Red Deer, anywhere, it's worth the drive. Thursday night, um, everything's so close now with, uh, you know, everything seems to be only a couple hour drive away from anything. So Thursday night at a Rat Torque, uh, driver gates open at 4.30. Uh, we will get you on track as soon as humanly possible. I will be out there early setting all that up for everybody. 
if you are a fan, make sure you come out. It's only 10 bucks. Uh, sign the waiver. Um, drivers, it's in all of our chats. It's in everything that we, we push. We put it on every single platform we can. Get the waiver signed. It'll save you time at the gate. Internet out there, sometimes a little spotty. So then if you're trying to connect, ruin, ruin your time out there. Uh, this week only. So May 4th, I'll just put it out there. Just cash cash only at this gate. Our POS machine uh, kind of crapped out over the long off season. So we'll have that up and going for the following week. But hey, um, look forward to seeing everybody out there. 4.30 for drivers, 5 o'clock for fans. Uh, food truck's going to be out there. Just going to be a great time. Anything you want to close off with there, Tony? I was going to ask, do you want to, you want to commit to maybe if the internet uh, will play ball out there, uh, maybe a quick live video just to kind of show people how it's going tomorrow? Yeah, I think so. I think we'll probably end up doing uh, something like that for sure. I mean, it does get loud, so maybe we'll try to do it when we do our, our quick driver's meeting and uh, kind of just run through it, give a quick overview of some of the cars. I think it'd be great to catch some of the drivers and uh, chat with them as well. So definitely uh, – to see us live on on instagram as well and as always this is going to be up on our spec d podcast so any of your podcast platforms just type in spec d and it should pop right up uh big shout out to dave sandal for looking after that i haven't had to do a thing on it he converts all this into audio and uploads it for me so i don't have to fumble through the technology other than mm-hmm. that ha- have a great night everybody and we will see you next week I think we have Ryan Dress on next week and pick his brain how he's preparing for round one of pro. Excellent. I think that'll be a fun one. Uh, as always, thank you everybody for watching this week. Uh, if you want to drop us some feedback, just what, what you're thinking of the podcast format too. Uh, feedback is everything. You can either message myself or Sean or just the spec team main page. Uh, I would love to hear any critiques or feedback. Um, we're always looking to improve. It's been a lot of fun doing these with you, Sean. Can't wait to do some more. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys uh, out on track tomorrow. Awesome. All right. Have a good night. We'll see you guys tomorrow.